everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Did you just have like a mini stroke there for a second? You looked at me with a blank look on your face like you had no idea what you were talking about. I was, yeah, I had a moment because I was looking at our first story, which comes from the Disney Parks blog, which is what I was about to say. All right. And now I'm going to insert the tire squealing. Okay, perfect. And here we are. Yes. (laughs) So let's get started with the Disney Parks blog since it's already on my mind. Yes, shall we? Uh, um, They have the top Disney vacation planning tips for 2024, and that is brought about by the fact that uh, Tuesday is Nash was National Plan for Your Vacation Day. That's right. Who knew there was a National Plan for Your Vacation Day? I mean, I didn't, but, you know, as a travel agent, I made sure I put that out there on Facebook. You did. We found out about it earlier this morning. Uh, So we would just like to remind, well, yesterday morning, we're recording on Tuesday night, but you'll be listening to it on Wednesday. Okay. So we found out yesterday morning, and just to remind you, if you are going to book a vacation this year, you might want to reach out to Cheryl or I. I handle Disney and Universal. Cheryl handles all-inclusives and other cruise lines outside of Disney. And we can be reached, uh, just reach out to us at the podcast or Cheryl Bonasso at MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Or Tony Bonasso at MainStreetMoreTravel.com. There we go. That's all of our advertising. That's it. All right, moving on to the next thing. So what are uh, what do they have listed for the top Disney vacation planning tips? Well, of course, the Plan Disney panel uh, released a new entry in their uh, vacation planning series today out on their Instagram page. Uh, and they just cover, you know, packing must-haves. Uh, as well as how to plan uh, transportation to get to your Disney parks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a nice resource. Uh, They've also got a height requirement guide because everybody wants to know how tall the kids are. Uh, So those three guides are out there on their Instagram page. You can find a lot of good Disney vacation planning hints out there um, because they they do have a pretty extensive library. They've been doing this now for, what, two or three years? Yeah. They cover all of the resorts. They cover hints and tips for travel. Yeah. So uh, a very nice little little fluff piece. Yeah, especially if you're new to di- uh, traveling to Disney World, you should definitely check it out. Right. The grand opening of the Pixar Place Hotel at Disneyland was yesterday. That's right. This is the reimagining of what used to be known as the Paradise Pier Hotel, uh, which is uh, one of the three Disney hotels on Disneyland property. And this new hotel is, of course, as you you could guess by the name, themed after Pixar. Right. Uh, it is a 479-room hotel. If you're familiar with Disney World, I would consider it, uh, it's kind of a cross between a value and a moderate. I'd say it's more of a moderate. I don't mm-hmm. think they have anything truly value. Um, you have your inside hallways, so right. that makes it actually almost more of a deluxe. I would say the pricing is closer to like a Wilderness Lodge type of pricing. Right. Um, but as far as the three hotels go there, I would say that it, w- it would be ranked number three. You know, the classic is the Disneyland Hotel, followed by the Grand Floridian, Grand Floridian, Grand Californian, uh, followed by Pixar Place. But still a nice little resort. Yeah, they're all expensive. So, yes. you know, take your choice. Just a very short walk from the downtown Disney area of Disneyland. And uh, as Cheryl mentioned, it did open yesterday. Uh, there were a whole bunch of characters there. Um, and it was the worldwide debut of Bing Bong from Inside Out. Oh. Uh, this is the first time the character has been seen on any Disney property, so that was uh, a big deal. Uh, they have a jazz club. Uh, at that, The Half Note Jazz Club uh, is kind of uh, honored with a little piano and some art from Seoul with uh, uh, Joe playing, a, a, a human Joe playing uh, tunes there, so that was kind of cool. 
Uh, what else is going on there? I don't know, but I'm looking at the lobby pictures, and it looks a lot brighter than it used to. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's a lot of color. Um, there's a lot of skylights. I don't yep. know if any of that was added after. Um, maybe that was always there. Maybe they just sort of played it up. It looks like maybe they added some um, mirrored type areas to like the elevator um, bank there. So right. um, in the other parts of there's like the main um, atrium of the lobby and that looks uh, bright and and shiny. And then there's the rest of the areas are they sort of reminds me of the contemporary how it has the much lower ceilings. Right. Um, it's that same. I think it's from that same time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did really plus it up uh, with some nice artwork on the walls and some interesting lighting. Uh, so, you know, it looks really nice. And I think, you know, the theming is great for the kids. I, right. I think it's going to be a success. Yeah, I think one of my favorite areas of that lobby, you know, Luxo Jr., who is the Pixar lamp, is on the uh, Pixar ball mm-hmm. uh, that is in the center of the lobby. They also have some abstract murals that are uh, floating in the skylight area. And there is even Carl and Ellie's house from up that goes up and down uh, the lobby elevator. Oh, cool. So it's uh, it's atop the elevator, which is pretty neat. Nice. So just some nice little touches, uh, as Disney calls them, weenies that plus up things. Um, the Grand Maple, I'm sorry, Great Maple, is their new flagship restaurant. This uh, American eatery is open all day with breakfast, lunch, and dinner menus. Um, they do a lot of comfort food, buttermilk, fried chicken, and maple bacon donuts. Yeah. Uh, that does sound very good. The restaurant is decorated with black and white pictures of Pixar characters. Um, and a lot of those were from the Pixar offices, uh, in Emeryville, California. And then there is, uh, for, uh, light, light items, the Sketchpad Cafe, where they have pastries, sandwiches, grab and go items, and a full espresso bar. Yeah. That's more of your quick service type mm-hmm. area. And uh, what do they have for the pool now? The pool is uh, over on a, a great modification. Oh, it looks nice. I don't know that much about it, but it looks pretty. What's what's the theming there? Well, they have uh, the the third floor rooftop deck where the Pixar Shorts Court uh, has a lot of family gaming areas, uh, and the pool area is now Finding Nemo themed. Okay. Uh, so you can see Nemo's Cove, and they have a, a Crush's Surf and Slide, and the Pixel Pool. Uh, so yeah, uh, really, really done over well. Yeah, nice job. That's all the news from the Disney Parks blog, and we've got one other story from Disneyland today, and what is that? Um, The railroad is going to have one less entry and exit point because the New Orleans Square Railroad Station is temporarily closed for refurbishment. Oh no, that is not good. Uh, It is temporarily closed, but the good news is the Disneyland Railroad is still running. Um, There are still construction walls that have been up since the fire of December 2022, uh, but now they have additional walls up for other work going on the area. Uh, The Disneyland Railroad, as I mentioned, is still operating as normal, and it makes stops at uh, four stations, um, Main Street, Mickey's Toontown, Tomorrowland, and it still stops at New Orleans Square. Okay. However, guests are reminded to remain seated as you cannot exit or enter the station. Well, that seems kind of dumb. Right. Well, the reason it stops there is so the locomotives can take on water. And so that the timing for the other trains remains consistent. Okay. Because there are more than one train. That's true. There is more than one train running on the tracks. Okay. That's all the news from California, so let's head across the country over to Florida and the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay. The shadow effect on the Seven Dwarves Mine Train has been updated. That's right. It's the shadow effect where the dwarves are marching inside the mine. Right. Uh, That has been updated, and the new shadow effect uh, has been taken directly uh, from the original movie. So they've taken it, rotoscoped it, and now it is part of the projection that takes place Uh, inside the mine. They're saying that the shadows are much clearer and much more distinct. 
well, and it's cool that it's based on the original, right? Well, it's from, right, it's just, it's from the movie. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's copied right from the movie. So that is really cool. Um, if you've never ridden the attraction, uh, it's a roller coaster, and then, what, midway through the ride, it does slow down. You get to go into the dwarves' mine, where they are working. You get to hear them sing hi-ho, and then it brings you into another lift hill. And it's funny, because people, uh, when they talk about it, sort of forget that one of the big, um, a one of the big differences for that roller coaster and what it took so much testing for was that the um, the cars actually swing back and forth. They're like sort of suspended. Cars, right. Yes. Uh, the plush characters uh, that are Disney wishables are set to make a comeback next month featuring Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. In the words of LL Cool J, don't call it a comeback. Okay. Yeah. First off, I didn't know they were gone. Right. Um, do you know what a wishable is? I do. I know they're like small stuffed animals um, and they're themed after the characters and apparently some of the Disney Park attractions. That's right. They are small scale plushes. Uh, and as Cheryl mentioned, they will be coming back. Uh, and the new version, uh, well, the latest incarnation of Wishables will feature uh, characters from the Epcot attraction Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Cosmic Rewind. Uh, the plush line had previously been discontinued in favor of the Munchlings, which I think are based on snacks. Okay. Um, so now the Wishables are returning. Uh, wishables have usually included uh, a regular plush along with a mystery bag. Um, but all that's been seen so far is Rocket Raccoon and a Star Blaster ship. All right. Well, they look cute. I guess if you have little kids, it's probably one of those things that they love to collect. That's right. So uh, in February, you'll be able to buy them again. Great. Two new Moana-themed Perks for Disney World annual pass holders are now available. A Hey Hey Liege waffle from Connections Cafe and a complimentary Hey Hey magnet. That's right. We mentioned uh, these last week. You may remember Hey Hey from Moana, the 2016 animated film. Uh, you know, you can also see his footprints and stone carving in Journey of Water inspired my, by Moana, mm -hmm. which is the newest walkthrough attraction over in Epcot. Um, the Hey Hey Liege waffle is $4.19, and it is a very sweet waffle if you've never had a Liege waffle. Yeah, and uh, these are extra sweet because not only is it a pearl sugar waffle, uh, but it also has icing, sugar sprinkles, and a chocolate medallion. So, uh, well, you know, watch your blood sugar. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> uh, and then complimentary, which means free, a Ooh. term you don't often hear at Disney, no. uh, is the complimentary Hey Hey Magnet for annual pass holders. Uh, they do have the magnets inside of the creation shop. Uh, and there is a dedicated queue for that. Oh, I hope they still have them when we're there. That's right. The magnet is available through February 23rd or as long as supplies last. One magnet is allowed per person and you must present a valid annual pass. Can't wait. Now, if you are an annual pass holder, uh, you know, in the past, you've actually had a physical annual pass. But since we used ours last month, there's actually a, an electronic version which goes into your My Disney Experiences app. Right. And they were asking for that more than they were the physical card. That's what they want to see. If you have the physical card, they also want you to show your license. Right. A new Pirates of the Caribbean photo opportunity is available at Disney's PhotoPass Studio in Disney Springs. That's right. This is a little hidden gem if you're an annual pass holder or if you have the memory maker and you're at Disney Springs because they have a very small PhotoPass studio. I kind of ran in there... Uh, last month while we were there, you had no idea where I was, but no. I ran over to get pictures taken. And they have two small little studios there, one where they can put you in some park backdrops, mm -hmm. and then a second one that is seasonal. And it is this new seasonal setup that is based on the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, previously, it had a Haunted Mansion theme, 
uh, as and then when we were there last month, it was still the tail end of Christmas, mm-hmm. so I got to do a little Christmas themed shoot. Um, but now the Pirates of the Caribbean photo opportunity is available at the PhotoPass Studio, and you can find it at the Marketplace at Disney Springs. You're going to get in on that, aren't you? Yeah, it uh, makes you look like you're on a beach with a pirate ship in the distance. They have a whole bunch of props, including vegetation, treasure chests, the helm of a ship, large rocks, a cannon, pirate flag, and shipping containers. Oh, exciting. I uh, I cannot wait. I bet. A new permit for work at the Galactic Star Cruiser has been issued. That's right. The Galactic Star Cruiser closed back in September, but uh, Parks Chairman... Uh, Josh DeMauro said at that time that something would happen with the Star Cruiser, but we have not gotten any details yet. But what we do know is that a uh, permit was filed on January 25th for general construction by Sun State Awning and Graphic Design Company. Uh, They're a company that uh, handles awnings, and they're in Sanford, Florida. I'm sorry, but that's a little weird. Like, it's just an awning. Like, what are, what are you going to do with an awning? Well, if they do graphic design as well, maybe they're going to be designing some type of graphics for the outside of the building because the building, we've drove past it mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's a very sterile looking building yeah. from the outside. It does not look like a Star Cruiser. Right. And if they're going to try to incorporate this into a Star Wars theme and have people go there, maybe they're going to do something to the outside of the building to give it more of a Star Cruiser or, or Star Wars-y appearance. Maybe. Um, but when you drive past it, it just looks like a it's a shell. Yeah, it's bad. And then you see the back of like the, the spires and stuff from right. um, Galaxy's Edge just sort of sticking up on poles. Right. Now, you yeah. couldn't see any of that from the resort itself because no. it was all enclosed and your windows were fake and they looked out into outer space. But I mean, space. it still is. None of that is changing. Right. So I don't understand why they would have to work on the outside of the building. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see what this uh, work is. If, if it's anything that matters. All right, that ends our Disney portion of the news now. A lot of stuff coming out of Universal today. Yeah, big release today about um, Epic Universe. Um, first of all, they have confirmed that an Epic Universe preview center is going to open at CityWalk later this year. That's right. We knew that was going to happen because the Universal Legacy Store, which sold uh, uh, you know props and items, uh, well, it was decorated with props, but it sold stuff uh, Universal-related, uh, closed earlier this month. Uh, and that has been confirmed to become the new Epic Universe preview center. It's going to open later in 2024 and offer a sneak peek of the park. Even more interesting and exciting than that, today we got a first look at the Universal Epic Universe park map and some new concept art. That's right. And they also confirmed all of the land's names as well. Uh, Epic Universe, which is scheduled to open in the summer of 2025, uh, will have some distinct lands like Celestial Park, Super Nintendo World, the Dark Universe, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic, and How to Train Your Dragon, Isle of Burke. Uh, there will also be the Helios Helios Grand Hotel uh, as the flagship resort for the property. Um, some of the concept art involved uh, the entrance area, um, which is going to be Celestial Park. Uh, it's a non-internet property-based uh, property. Uh, it's going to be based on celestial lore, so a lot of planetarium-type mm-hmm. stuff, right. a lot of space-themed uh, things. Uh, they gave us a look at the entrance plaza. Uh, there is an area called Chaos Overlook, uh, and that is a large sculpture which features the Constellation Carousel, and it frames the Helios Grand Hotel in the center of that. Uh, they also have the Luna Overlook, which looks more like a um, a Terran or Earthen uh, section of the land. 
uh, Celestial Park is apparently full of fountains and other water features. From the concept art, it's gorgeous. So Celestial Park will actually have three attractions in it. One of them is the aforementioned Constellation Carousel. That will be in the center. They will also have an area called the Astronomica Waterplay area, uh, as well as Starfall Racers. Starfall Racers is going to be a, a dual-launch coaster. Oh, boy. Uh, so that is exciting. Uh, the Constellation Carousel is covered by a dome that makes it look like an alien saucer spaceship. Beautiful. Very, very reminiscent, though, of alien uh, saucer swirl. Yeah, except um, super elegant. Like, it looks like um, maybe, like, glass, colored glass, that like stained glass instead of, right. I don't know, what, a big uh, Metal. plastic right. uh, it, umbrella area. I think it has a little bit of a steampunk look yep. to it. Maybe, like, you yes. know... As uh, alien saucers, as they would have been envisioned in the 1800s. Right. Um, there will be some dining in that area with the Atlantic Restaurant. They're going to have a waterfront location with an open view into the dining room. Uh, so that is pretty cool. Uh, they're also going to have a Nintendo Superstar store, which is in Celestial Park and not in Super Nintendo World. Um, it will you know, architecturally match the land, but will have Nintendo-themed touches there as well. Then we get into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the Ministry of Magic. This will be based on 1920s Paris, which was the setting for uh, Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, as well as the British Ministry of Magic from the original Harry Potter series. Uh, and that's all they've announced there. They haven't announced any rides for that section. Okay. Uh, for Super Nintendo World, uh, this will be the third Super Nintendo World in Universal's uh, portfolio uh, after the ones in Japan and Hollywood. Uh, so this will be a um, a green pipe. So it's kind of like uh, from uh, Mario. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, one yeah. of the green entrance pipes. Uh, that's all they mentioned about that. Nothing about rides. Uh, How to Train Your Dragons, Isle of Burke will be based on Universal's animated uh, film series, How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, and that will be uh, set into a mountainside. Uh, Dark Universe is going to be the land of universal monsters where Dr. Victoria Frankenstein's experiments run free. Now, originally it was Dr. Victor Frankenstein, mm -hmm. so I don't know if this is going to be his daughter uh, or if uh, there is a new Frankenstein out there. Um, but it looks really creepy. Uh, a lot of dead trees uh, and, and darkness in the entry area. If the actual park looks anything like the uh, artist renderings it's going to be amazing Agreed. i think like you know going through and looking and you were talking about um the dining the atlantic mm -hmm. restaurant uh, with their waterfront location looking at the the um the concept art the building is i don't know six stories tall five right. stories tall with all like glass front or open front i don't know exactly what is going on there, but it's gorgeous. And I don't mm -hmm. know if they're actually going to bring, you know, their chandeliers. I don't know if they're actually going to bring that type of grandeur to it or if it's going to be scaled down a little bit. Right. But, um, but if it comes out the way that they've got it pictured here, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Agreed. And we mentioned, you know, the park lands, uh, but we do have a little bit of information on the Universal Helios Grand Hotel, which is going to be at the far end of the park opposite the uh, main entrance, what we'll call the public entrance. Um, this will have its own separate entrance, dedicated entrance to the park. Nice. Um, the Helios is, of course, uh, the Greek god. Of? 
of, that's a good question, God of the Sun. Okay. Yes. Um, and it is supposed to be a divine escape with dazzling views of the park. It has an elegant Mediterranean feel. It is expected to open in 2025 and will have 500 guest rooms. There are more details coming soon. All right. That will join the two other Universal Hotels that we mentioned a few weeks ago that are going to be in the area as well. Right. I think this is probably going to be their premier deluxe uh, yes. hotel for um, for Epic Universe. Agreed. You know, this may be the greatest news show ever we've done. For me, anyway. Yes, because there is zero entertainment news. Woo! Um, and we've talked about Universal, but let's talk about other news. Um, SeaWorld mm-hmm. uh, has taken on a new name. Previously, they've been known as SeaWorld Parks. Okay. Um, but effective February 12th, uh, they will no longer be SeaWorld Entertainment Incorporated. They will be known as United Parks and Resorts Incorporated. All right. Uh, it will not affect the names of any of their three theme parks, which include in the Orlando area, SeaWorld Orlando, Aquatica, and Discovery Cove. Uh, the company does operate seven theme and theme park and water park brands in 13 areas across the United States and, as of last year, internationally in Abu Dhabi. Cool. So that's all the news for today. We'll be back on Friday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Bye-bye.